0: On Thursday evening, New York attorney general, Letitia James shot back at Ivanka Trump's attempts to not have to go testify against her dad or brothers and her former company. And James filed a motion seeking to compel the testimony of Ivanka Trump in the ongoing New York fraud trial. Now here's the way this saga has broken down so far. Uh, Ivanka, had her lawyers go and file a motion recently, I guess about a week or so ago, uh, arguing that because she had been dismissed from the case, you can't drag her back into it by making her be a, a witness, you know, to go against her own family. That's just not cool. You can't drag her back into it when you already said she can't be a part of it. Plus the lawyers argued, uh, the, the way they did this was just like not right. So you can't do it anyway. Well, Letitia James, as I said, filed her own motion and her motion says this, Ms. Trump was served properly at the New York addresses and actual place of business of multiple entities that are under her control. She should be compelled to testify in this proceeding. So the first part of course is knocking down their little argument that, oh no, you, you served her wrong. James like, no, I didn't. I actually went to her business and did it there where she is. And you claim she doesn't live in New York, but why does she have businesses here? Right? So James gets a point on that. And then she continues. But even beyond that, Ms. Trump remains financially and professionally intertwined with the Trump organization and other defendants and can be called as a person still under their control. Finally, Ms. Trump has been and remains a litigant in the OAG's concurrent, still active special proceeding and appeared in and litigated this action without contesting personal jurisdiction. These are sufficient ample bases to compel Ms. Trump's testimony. I gotta tell you, um kind of feel like the courts are going to side with Letitia James on this. She actually makes real valid arguments, whereas Ivanka's lawyers are just kind of throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. And none of them are actual valid legal arguments either. So not exactly sure their strategy on that, but it doesn't appear that it's going to work. Not to mention the fact that simply being dismissed from being a defendant in a lawsuit does not in any way prohibit you From coming back and having to testify. Like that's not a thing that that's legally not a thing that exists. So for her lawyers to even try to make that argument either proves that they have no real argument or worse for Ivanka, it proves that they're really, really bad lawyers. If they're making an argument that doesn't legally exist. So however you slice it, She is not getting very good legal advice or representation, which is probably why she doesn't want to testify in the first place. Let's be honest here. Ivanka's name, as Letitia James had pointed out when she initially filed the lawsuit and Ivanka was included, Ivanka's name is all over these documents. It's all over them. She was involved in some of the meetings. So she is a witness. She knows what happened. Again, she signed the fricking paperwork. So she should testify. And at that point she's left, as I discussed about a week ago with two options. She either throws her whole family under the bus by testifying truthfully, or she tries to protect her family and ends up getting popped for perjury. Those are pretty much her two options. And given the pathetic legal arguments of her lawyers, she's gonna have to decide which one of those two options she's gonna go with. There's a lot of horrific things about new Republican house speaker, Mike Johnson, or as Matt Gates called him, MAGA Mike. But a disturbing clip from 2016 emerged this week following yet another uniquely American tragedy in which Mike Johnson actually blamed the teaching of evolution to kids in school as the reason why we have so darn many shootings here in the United States, this clip was unearthed by Midas touch. And this is what Johnson had to say. This was again, 2016, he was delivering a sermon for, for some reason. Uh, but anyway, this was at the, uh, uh preserving Liberty at Christian center, Shreveport in 2016, promoting his legal ministry, whatever the hell that is. He says, quote, And people say, how can a young person go into their schoolhouse and open fire on their classmates? Because we've taught a whole generation, a couple generations now of Americans, that there's no right or wrong, that it's about survival of the fittest and you evolve from the primordial slime. Why is that life of any sacred value? Because there's nobody sacred to whom it's owed. None of this should surprise us. So it's because kids are being taught about evolution that apparently nobody has any morals and without morals, you know, everybody just grabs a gun and goes start shooting everybody. Right? I mean, that, that's the way he described it seven years ago. That's not the problem. And then of course this week in an interview with Sean Hannity, after he was elected speaker, uh, Johnson goes out there and says like, oh, the problem is people's hearts. It's their hearts. He says, it's not the guns. No God. No, it's not the guns. No, no, no. Don't blame those things. It's the hearts. And then of course he followed that up by saying, now is not the time to talk about legislation on gun control. The same thing. It's as predictable as thoughts and prayers from Republicans. First it's thoughts and prayers. Then it's now is not the time. So when is the time when we're averaging one Mass event every day, every day in this country. When is the time? Hmm? Because, because the killings aren't going to stop. It's not our hearts. It's not the teaching of evolution. Hell, it's not even mental illness. And you know why I can say those things as a matter of fact, because every other country on the planet has those things, you know what they don't have daily mass shootings. So what's the common denominator here? Is it that Americans are just inherently that much more evil? Nope. It's guns. Literally the only common denominator in every single mass shooting is guns. Not necessarily the type of gun, but that a gun was used. Guns, easy access to guns, the prevalence of guns, our gun culture, our worship of guns is what does this. It's not always somebody who's mentally ill. It's not always somebody suffering from PTSD. It's not always somebody who's just filled with hate in their heart. It's the guns, evil people, bad people, immoral people exist in every country on the planet, but we're the only country that experiences this on a regular basis and it's because of the guns. So for all of you Second amendment, you know, flag waving Americans out there. Do me a favor tonight. When you put your kids to bed, don't hug your kid, go hug your gun because you've made the choice that that gun is more important than the life of that child. So don't hug your child. Don't tell your child, I love you. Good night. You go say it to your gun because that is clearly the thing that is far more important to you than the life of that child or somebody else's child or somebody else's mother or father or spouse, you care more about those guns. So go lay in bed with your gun, go hug your gun, tell your gun how much you love it because you've made your choice and all this blood, this daily blood, it is on your hands. Trump's lawyers are not giving up the argument that he has full and total presidential immunity from being prosecuted for literally anything that happened while he was president of the United States in a court filing this week highlighted by a Twitter user at myth serene. She points out that in their latest filing this week, Trump's lawyers, aren't just arguing that he has immunity. They're actually now trying to argue that he has immunity for eternity, for anything, everything he may have done because he was president, you can never, ever, ever prosecute him. Here's what they wrote literally from the filing, quote, just as he cannot be constrained by fear of civil lawsuits, so too should he be protected from the much more potent specter of criminal prosecution. To hold otherwise would require the president to hesitate at every turn, conscious of the very real threat that one of many hundreds of prosecutors around the country may one day question his motives and seek to imprison him for his actions as president. Nor would recognizing criminal immunity place the president above the law as, as the prosecution contends. Rather it would return us to the sensible process envisioned by the founders where the people's representatives in Congress, not an unelected prosecutor, you know, first decide blah, blah, blah impeachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was impeached twice by the way. So you may not want to make that argument, not smart, but oh God, the founders, right? My god, we've got to keep what they envisioned in mind. You know, 250 friggin' years ago, the guys who would crap their pants at the sight of a friggin' iPhone today. Let's let's make sure they're taken care of. You know, the people who thought that it was okay to own other human beings. The people who thought that women can't have the right to vote. Yeah, let's make sure they're placated in this whole situation of prosecuting Donald Trump. We wouldn't want to piss off their skeletons, right? This is an idiotic legal argument. A- and it kind of shows that his lawyers have nothing left but to argue that future presidents would have to think twice before doing these. Are you saying that inherently whoever becomes president just always wants to break the law? Cause that kind of seems what you're saying. Not to mention the fact that, uh, I- impeachment, as you later bring up, that is a political process. It's a political process that is up, you know, held up, not upheld, but held up by political leanings of members of Congress. So it's no longer a reliable way to get justice, not to mention the fact that if these crimes emerge after the president has left office, then impeachment is no longer a viable option, right? Like we can't go and impeach Donald Trump for the stealing of the documents because the stealing of the documents wasn't even made public until last year in 2022. He'd been out of office for over a year and a half at that point. We, we can't go through and impeach him again. We can't remove him from an office he does not hold. Criminal prosecution would be the only way to do that. And based on that argument alone, even though this legal argument wasn't related to that case, but based on that legal argument, their legal argument is trash. So, and, and again, I'm not a lawyer and, and I was able to just dismantle that. So if I can do that as not a lawyer, I'm willing to bet that the very skilled prosecutors working on this prosecution are going to be able to dismantle it more eloquently and far more quickly than I could ever imagine. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.